Hi, this is Bob McDonald, and welcome to Differentiate or Die, the Firebrick Consulting podcast series that focuses on the keys to great positioning. On this edition, Firebrick founder Bob Wright and I are going to be talking about positioning with Michael Nevins, Chief Marketing Officer at Smart Ad Server, a worldwide ad tech powerhouse that's headquartered in Paris, France. Michael leads a global team that is responsible for all internal and external communications, public relations, content, branding, events, and product marketing. Before he joined Smart Ad Server in 2017, Michael was global head of product marketing for Taboola, the world's leading content discovery platform that serves up billions of recommendations every month on the web's most innovative publisher sites. Prior to Taboola, Michael served as VP Global Marketing at SpongeCell, where he led all brand, corporate, and product marketing. Bob, where would you like to start? Michael, thank you very much for joining us today. First question I have for you is, how is working for a company founded in Europe versus the U.S.? You know, and are the positioning issues you face any different as a result? That's an interesting question. So the first thing I would say is I have to get up earlier than most people in the U.S. <laughs> yes. uh, that's, the, that's the biggest difference. We have a six-hour time difference, at least for most of the year, and it forces me to be on my game early in the morning. And for me, that means from the time I wake up at 5.15, the activity level is really high until about oh, 12, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And to get more into the, the meat of your question, I would say from a positioning perspective, I think the challenges uh, as a French company are largely the same as any company in the market. For us, being a French technology company trying to uh, make its place in the U.S. Uh, after being very successful in Europe, it was even more important for us to have a very, very strong story to cut through the clutter, to uh, establish ourselves with a strong story, to borrow a phrase from, from Firebrick, to own a corner of the room. And when you're a, a challenger in a market, particularly one where you don't have a lot of history, it's really important to consider positioning from that perspective. Michael, talk about what role positioning has played in your company's success. Well, it's been not quite a year since we launched the process, but I can, I can tell you a variety of things that we needed to get done, or we can come back to that. But in terms of the importance of it and how it's affected us, I would say first, you know, we're in a, as I mentioned, in a, in a sort of crowded market, it's very technical. And, you know, it's important to move away from that sort of typical client-facing material. The deck that tells you about our, you know, our mission, our history, our global footprint, our list of offices, our employees, revenues, timelines, acquisitions, you know, list of features, advantage, benefits, all that sort of old school stuff, the comparison table, the client logos, all those things. And I think, you know, we had been spending a lot of time historically selling from a feature-based sort of sale. And we knew that we had to change the way we were doing that because it was just not contemporary, not a modern way to sell. We knew that we had to make that change. There were some surprises that came through the process because we learned very quickly that aligning the whole company around a very strong set of messages was really valuable to not only the uh, sales team and, and client-facing teams and even the executive team, but extended to our R&D team, to our product team, certainly to everybody across the organization who was suddenly 
much better aligned around our mission because they better understand the story and they better understand uh, the audience that we're trying to reach. So it's really had sort of a transformative effect on the entire organization. And Michael, what surprised you most about working with Firebrick now that you've been through this process? I guess I, I was surprised most by, first of all, the speed with which we got it done because you worked incredibly efficiently. And for a company who had never operated in our particular category before, ad tech, at least as far as I know, um, I was amazed at how quickly you grokked our business. Not only the industry at large, but the peculiarities of, of our particular organization and our position in, in, in our category. And I remember when we first demonstrated our platform for Bob McDonald, he asked questions that were so insightful that predicted the things that one of our prospects or clients might ask during that demo. I knew that we had made a very strong choice in working with Firebrick, really because you seem to have a, a strong intuitive understanding of our business, how our clients think. That was a big surprise. I, I expected that would take longer. I expected that might be done better by a company who had previous experience in our category. And while I felt originally we were taking a risk not working with somebody in our category by working with somebody from outside our category is a better way to put it, you surprised me very quickly and I was almost immediately impressed and comfortable that we had made the right choice. When you when you look at the whole process that we then facilitated and, and took you through, what were your impressions of the Firebrick process that we kind of facilitated for you? Well, I was pretty knocked out by the efficiency. I'm sure that all of my counterparts out there in the industry, CMOs or VPs of marketing or anybody else that, you know, operating in a busy company doesn't have time to devote entirely to a process such as this. So because the process is so um, comprehensive, so much work gets done, I was really knocked out about how quickly you were able to get things up and running, how much of the work you did for me, <laughs> candidly. Uh, while I participated very actively, and I think many across our company did, you made it feel easy. And that was hard to believe, especially considering the fact that we started, I think, in late Q3, and we delivered this uh, at the end of Q1. It was an impressive feat, and I wasn't sure that we could do it, but my confidence level grew dramatically after just the first couple of weeks. What advice would you give any of your colleagues, any other CMOs that are approaching a positioning process, from your perspective, what are the keys for positioning success? Well, one thing first is work with a third party. Don't try to do this yourself without somebody to at least facilitate the conversation and the debate within your own organization. It's really important to get out of the context you live in every day to embrace external perspectives, not just from your clients and your partners and, you know, others in the industry, but others who have done this for other companies, people who don't necessarily share your opinion, who can really help you think outside the box and challenge the status quo. So I think that's critically important. And the second thing is it has to be an inclusive process for, for a couple of reasons. When we did this, we didn't just interview our exact our sales teams, we looked at it as a true uh, cross-company initiative. And it's important for a few reasons. You know, one, it can't appear like it's something run out of the marketing. 
it needs to have executive level sponsorship and it needs to be an inclusive process that spans the entire organization. So yeah, sales and executive teams, of course, but you also need to hear from R&D, from product and operations and finance at a minimum to make it work. And I think that inclusive approach ensures a certain sort of diversity of ideas and, and input, but also, and maybe even more importantly, it engenders support. And I think that support is critical when you launch to getting the whole company involved and excited about what you're doing. And as you were saying in there, having a third party facilitating gave you freedom to participate in the process as one of the key executives in the discussion, in the debate. Yes, it did. I, I felt certainly some responsibility to make sure it all went well, but it did allow me to get out of my skin a little bit and into the role of participant rather than a leader. And that, that was really helpful. I think you're, you're putting that in, in a great way, Bob. One of the things that I didn't necessarily expect would happen, but I think it really did, was it became, a, you know, as a cross-company initiative, it really helped strategically align the, the entire organization. And it, it's helped because now everybody across our company can recite our three differentiators pretty quickly. We went as far as to put them on the walls in every one of our offices. They're on coffee mugs in our kitchen in, in Paris and elsewhere. You know, it's far more than a sales deck. This is really a transformative project for the entire company. Michael, thank you so much for joining Bob Wright and me for this edition of Differentiate or Die. We invite our listeners to enjoy our whole series of podcasts, which can be found on the Firebrick Consulting website, firebk.com. This is Bob McDonald saying goodbye for Firebrick. Mm-hmm.